I firmly believe that the draft withdrawal agreement was the best that could be negotiated and it was for the Cabinet to decide whether to move on in the talks. The long and winding road of Brexit has reached a crucial milestone. Prime Minister Theresa May has a Brexit deal on the table for the UK's divorce from the European Union, a years-long process that now enters its most dangerous phase yet. This is TikTok. I'm Dave Myers. Joining me today from London is Bloomberg's Brexit editor, Emma Ross-Thomas. Emma, thanks for joining us. Hi, good to be here. What was agreed upon today that makes this such a watershed moment? So Theresa May has been basically negotiating with the European Union for more than a year, and they had been stuck, negotiations have been stuck since about March over the really thorny issue of what to do about the Irish border. And it was, start, it was getting to the point where people were starting to say, is there going to be a deal? Is there anything that she can possibly agree? She has all these different factions, all these different you know, factions within her party and within her sort of loose governing coalition that she has to, has to placate. And it was starting to look like it would be really almost impossible to get a deal. She's finally got a deal. But then the biggest fight still remains ahead, and that is whether she can get this thing through Parliament. So this is a watershed moment. This is, you know, it's uh, the moment we've been waiting for for, for for a very long time to get here. Theresa May has had to make a load of concessions. The EU has also made concessions, but actually the EU has managed to sort of attach um, a rather hefty price to the concessions that it has offered to Theresa May. So it is a watershed, but there's still a lot of political drama that lies ahead. So, Emma, what was it today with the Irish border that kind of pushed this over the edge? So May basically has made a pretty big concession when it comes to the Irish border. She has gone back on one of her initial pledges, which was that the UK would leave the customs union. What's the customs union? It's basically a, a, a trading block. That means that the, the whole EU has the same trading policy when it comes to the rest of the world. The UK had said they would leave, but now in order to solve the problem of the Irish border, Theresa May has said that the UK will remain in a customs union with the EU at least as a temporary measure. Now, that is looking increasingly like it might, it's looking more indefinite than temporary. So it's a a very crucial step, obviously, but take us back to to 2016, the month of June. What happened? How did we get here? We got here um, because David Cameron, the leader of the Conservative Party, um, was hoping to put to bed forever the issue of EU membership, which is an issue that has dogged his party for generations. And he thought uh, that he could hold a referendum, win the referendum, unite his party, and and sort of get on with his life. This was the prime minister who famously said, "You know, we need to. We are the, as a party, we need to stop banging on about Europe." And so that was the sort of strategy. Um, and obviously, it it backfired. The British people have made a very clear decision to take a different path, and as such, I think the country requires fresh leadership to take it in this direction. And it's been a very convoluted process. So for an audience that might not have followed along with uh, Brexit's origins or all the developments over the past few years, what would be the American equivalent of Brexit uh, for someone to understand this? It is in a way um, analogous to a U.S. state leaving, leaving the union. And that is why it's so tricky, because all of our regulations you know, whether you're talking about pharmaceuticals or airlines, mm-hmm. whether you're talking about the way we trade, all that has been centralized um, for decades. And that is why, you know, some people call it that, you know, it take, you're taking the egg out of the omelet. You're unscrambling the omelet. And, and that's very much what it, what it feels like. I mean, companies have sort of built their supply chains for decades around 
um, the fact that trade between EU members is totally frictionless. It's as if, you know, moving bits from France to Britain is the same as, you know, within the same country. Um, you know, you, don't, you, you can order something from, you know, a, an online store in another EU country. You don't pay any tax on it. It's, it's no different to ordering it in your own country. And so, um, and all that sort of frictionless trade, if you like, is now, is now in danger um, because we're going to have to set about structuring a new relationship between the UK and the EU. Is Brexit still supported by the majority in the UK? That's a very good question. So poll, there was a poll recently, and it was a pretty big poll. I think it was 20,000 people, um, and it was across the country. And that poll put uh, Remain ahead. It was uh, 56 to, to 44. Now, in the run-up to the referendum, most polls also showed Remain to be ahead. Um, so I think, you know, there has to be some degree of scepticism applied to these polls, but certainly the overall trend um, in recent months has been a small and gradual shift towards Remain. But is there any way that there would be a second referendum to vote to Remain and undo the original referendum? Well, that's the big question. So Theresa May says absolutely not. People had their say in 2016, and it would be uh, it would be to treat the voters with contempt to have a rerun. Um, also, it's worth noting that in this country, it is, uh, the EU is famous for telling countries to go away and vote again when they get the answer wrong in referenda. Um, however, there is a growing movement pushing for a second referendum. They're calling it a people's vote rather than a second referendum for obvious reasons. Um, and they see their opportunity to push for one in the chaos that would ensue if Theresa May's Brexit deal is voted down in Parliament. So the government will tell you that if the deal, when it goes to Parliament, if it's voted down, the government will tell you that the alternative to that is the chaotic no-deal exit. That means sort of tumbling out of the block into a legal limbo um, and all sorts of delays at ports and the chaos that, that, that would ensue. But if you talk to the, those who are campaigning for a second referendum, they would say that there's not a majority in Parliament for the no-deal scenario. Therefore, what you're left with is either probably a general election or conceivably, just conceivably, a second referendum. There are huge hurdles to this. There is not, at this point in time, there probably isn't a majority in Parliament for a second referendum. But, you know, one, these days one can't rule anything out. So we have tremendous progress by Tr- Theresa May in this deal. But we have a, a divided country on remain or leave. And we have the possibility of a second referendum, maybe. Is Theresa May's job safe? Well, um, Theresa May's job hasn't been safe for over a year, I think, probably since since she had a pretty terrible election result in June of 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, But what's been extraordinary about Theresa May is that she has just staggered on. She has defied the rules and conventions of UK politics for months. Now, could there be a leadership challenge? Yes, there are probably enough members of parliament who are disgruntled to to try to um, trigger a leadership challenge. The problem is it's not clear that there are enough MPs who are disgruntled with her to win that leadership challenge. And the sting in the tail is that if she were to win the leadership challenge, then she would be safe for another year. And that's why they've been a bit reluctant 
to, to, to try to topple her because they know they've got the numbers to, to trigger the protest, but not necessarily to win the fight. I mean, all eyes are basically on the cabinet meeting today. You know, mm-hmm. if, there are reserva- if there are resignations, then I mean, she could probably survive a couple of resignations of not the big hitters, but certainly she is probably in, in, in the greatest danger she has been. This has been a very tough process um, for the country. We all remember when the lawmaker, Joe Cox, was killed. Will the U.K. come together after all of this? Are, are you seeing hopeful signs of that? Um, I'm not sure there are any signs of people coming together. Um, in fact, I think what's been you know, striking about this whole process is just how polarized um, opinions have become and the whole tone of the political debate has become, you know, more strident, more polarized. But then also there is a sense of um, let's get on with it. And, you know, if you talk to a lot of people, they say, you know, enough already with Brexit. Let's just get this thing done and and move on. And certainly it's true that the things that people really care about don't include, you know, trade regulations. So um, no signs of coming together, but certainly signs of people wanting to just get on and deal with the, the problems that they care about most deeply. Emma, thank you. All right. Make sure to follow Emma on Twitter. She's at Emma Ross Thomas. That's a TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and please head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm Dave Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers, and you can get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.